At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. Tonight on Ram Showcase, the Rams have made some new additions. How will they impact the 2019 season? Plus, we are now mostly through free agency. Check out our projected starters. And later, Ram Showcase listeners get their fan quesos answered. Next on Ram Showcase. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. Pretty simple for you. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. And we got a pretty a pretty solid episode for you guys tonight. Pretty loaded up. I actually had to move one of my segments to next week. And I, I still don't know if I'm going to take the full hour with you guys uh, because ultimately, I mean, I'm adding some segments in here. This is the off season. This is kind of what we do. But you'll see that but uh basically what happened is i have this segment all written out and i want to do something kind of special for it so i'm holding off till next week so we'll kind of tease that a little bit later but first of all guys it's a pretty awesome day and i'll tell you why this is the first episode after the three-year anniversary of ram showcase i know you guys are clapping wherever you're listening to me right now and i really appreciate that and if you're not clapping uh, take your time and uh, go ahead and start whenever you're ready. Just make sure that you can still hear me. Uh, but we are officially celebrating three years of Ram Showcase, and I just cannot thank you all enough for listening to me babble on about the Rams every single week. You guys are the real MVPs. I really appreciate it, guys. You guys, uh, and anybody that listens to me regularly or just occasionally, it's all the same. The love is still there, and I really appreciate it. Um, so let's hop into some Rams news, all right? We got some pretty cool stuff going on. The Rams did sign quarterback Blake Bortles to a one-year, $1 million deal. And that deal actually, the Rams were able to get Blake Bortles so cheap because the the Jaguars are actually still paying Blake Bortles for this year, uh, $6.5 million. So uh, we didn't need to pay him a whole bunch for him to make some money this year. So that's really good news. Uh, Rams got him pretty cheap. Uh, to let you guys know, I was actually, I was more than okay with this signing once I, uh, once I heard about it. Uh, hearing that we got him for a million dollars, just one million dollars for a quarterback, that is amazing. Sean Mannion was making more than that, guys. I just want to, I just want to throw that out there. Sean Mannion was making more than one million dollars per year as the Rams backup quarterback. And we saw how he performed. We saw how often he played. It just wasn't that much. So uh, for to, to be able to bring in an experienced backup who has got 73 starts under his belt for $1 million, I think that that was absolutely an awesome move. So what does Blake Bortles bring to the LA Rams? 2019, probably going to be the only year he's here. So what does he bring to us? Bortles, first of all, what he does not bring to the Rams is a quarterback competition. He is not competing with Goff for starting spot. And I know a lot of people have this assumption, uh, but that's just not the case. And even if Goff has like a bad game, 
I don't think he should be looking over his shoulder for Blake Bortles. So I just don't see it happening. Um, and it's not going to happen. I mean, let me put it that way. It's not that I just don't see this happening, but Blake Bortles was brought in to be our backup quarterback. Uh, Blake Bortles is a solid backup, honestly, and he is a better quarterback than Sean Mannion. I know I've been getting a lot of heat. You're either on the Mannion train or you're not, and I am not. Uh, but the people who are, they will let you know. They're like vegans. They will absolutely let you know that they support uh, Sean Mannion, which is awesome. Support Sean Mannion. That's totally cool because he's not a Ram anymore, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, none of our opinions matter on Sean Mannion anymore now that he's probably going to be, he's rumored to be going to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, but he's no longer a Ram no matter what, especially with Bortles coming in. And uh, Bortles, he really is just using the Rams and Sean McVay to pad his resume. He's going to leave next year with the the ability to say the words, I was on Sean, uh, Sean McVay's team. I learned under Sean McVay. He's going to be able to say that to other teams, and we've seen that other teams, you just, uh, I've watched a bunch of Sean, Sean McVay press conferences. I've seen at least probably 50 of them. Uh, so I think to some teams, I'm technically qualified to be a head coach. You can just do anything Sean McVay related, and you're now eligible to be a head coach, which is fun stuff, fun stuff. So he's going to be able to do that, though. Blake Bortles is going to enter next offseason as a free agent. I don't anticipate the Rams extending him. Uh, and he's going to go try to go to a QB needy team and use that. He's going to say, I played for the Rams offense, one of the most powerful offenses in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't play for the Rams offense, but I learned the Rams offense. I learned from Sean McVay. I learned from Jared Goff. You know, he's going to be able to say these things. I learned from uh, so like the coaches. It, like We have a really strong coaching staff. I don't know if you guys know that. Really strong coaching staff. And he's going to be able to use that to his advantage for sure. Uh, so Blake Bortles, ultimately a pretty neutral impact signing. I don't anticipate him playing a lot, if at all. He may not touch the field for the Rams outside of the preseason. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if something does happen to Goff, unfortunately, the Rams have been uh, very lucky with Jared Goff and his health. He has not missed any games due to injury in his NFL career. So good sign there, obviously. Uh, but I don't anticipate Blake Bortles playing a lot. If he does, I'm actually not too concerned about it. I'll, like, and I, I want to try to find ways to word this, and that's what my job is. So I'm going to try to do that for you guys. Uh, Blake Bortles, he's better than Sean Mannion, and that has nothing to do with my personal opinions on Sean Mannion. Blake Bortles has started games. He's played in an AFC championship. He's He's done the thing. He's had really good, he's, well, he's had like one really good season. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to sit here and just toot Bortles horn all night because he is still Blake Bortles, but it is 100% an improvement on the Rams backup quarterback position, which is ultimately a pretty useless position for the Rams for the last two years. The Rams haven't needed their backup quarterback in two years, so you know, do with that information what you will. The Rams also did bring in linebacker Clay Matthews. Two-year deal worth $16.75 million. Clay Matthews will likely play outside linebacker, uh, but I also anticipate him playing some inside linebacker, and I also don't anticipate him playing every single snap. I don't think he's a 100% snap guy uh, per game. I don't think that that's really in his in his realm at this age. Uh, but he definitely, I mean, he brings some leadership for sure. Matthews will likely become a, I don't want to, I don't want to say that he's going to become a package player or rotational player, uh, but I feel like that is kind of true. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put that on him. I don't want to put that evil on him that he would be just a rotational guy slash package player. But I think that that's ultimately what he's going to develop into. Uh, he is kind of, I mean, the assumption right now is that he's going to start over Samson Abukam at that spot. And I'm okay with that. I, I like Samson Abukam. Extremely high motor. Just doesn't get home enough for me. So I'd really like to see him work on his technique because he's got the motor to do it. He's got the the physical abilities to be able to impact games at a high level. Uh, just wasn't able to really do it consistently last year. Obviously, the Chiefs game, he had an incredible day, uh, you know, with those two touchdowns and everything. But, um, you know, Matthew's coming in. And obviously, I think I think right now, even though Matthew's did step back last year, 
coming in, playing under Wade Phillips, I would say that today, under Wade Phillips, not based on what people have done in the past, today, under Wade Phillips, Clay Matthews is a better is a better option than Samson Abukam. And uh, Matthews enters the linebacker room with plenty of experience, a Super Bowl ring, which is very useful, and definitely will bring leadership to that linebacker group, much like Eric Weddle to that safety group that is definitely full of some young guys. Uh, moving on here, we got the Lions signed uh, running back Malcolm Brown to an offer sheet. And if you guys don't know what is happening here, basically... Malcolm Brown, Rams running back last year, was a restricted free agent. The Rams placed an original round tender on him, which means they basically keep him, but he's free to visit with other teams and free to receive offers from those other teams. He did receive an offer from the Lions, who he did visit with last Monday. Uh, the Lions did offer do, do that offer sheet, and the Rams have until Monday to match that offer. Otherwise, he becomes a Detroit Lion. Uh, like I said, the Rams placed an original round tender on Brown, meaning that they would receive nothing in return if they do not match that offer sheet. The Rams were going to pay Malcolm Brown $2.03 million for just 2019. The Lions offer sheet, though, is two years, $3.25 million. And for all you mathematicians at home, that means if the Rams do decide to match that offer, they actually save money on Malcolm Brown. The Rams could be saving money on Malcolm Brown Thanks to the Lions. And so that's kind of a sweet story, isn't it? It's kind of, I, I, don't, I was going to say Cinderella, but that's not has nothing to do with Cinderella's story. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Rams do have until Monday. Of course, I will keep you guys up to date on the Rams Showcase social media pages on that. Mainly Twitter and Facebook is where that news will appear. So make sure you guys search Rams Showcase on Facebook and follow at Rams Showcase on the Twitter sphere. Uh, the Rams tomorrow will announce the 2019 preseason game that will be played in Hawaii. Kevin Demoff is expected to announce the date, the time, and the opponent tomorrow. And once again, you guys know exactly where to find that information. The second that I know about it, uh, it will be posted for you guys. I'm assuming, I think this is going to be a press conference style though, so uh, I think we all have access to this information at the same time unless we get some leaks before then. Uh, which I'm going to be on the lookout for, for sure, because I like leaks. Leaks are pretty sweet. Uh, news leaks, not the, the... Is that a fruit? Vegetable? I don't know. Something like that. Some kind of food. It's not good, though. Uh, let's see here. And uh, ooh, this is just a fun little bit of information for you guys. Uh, only three teams, three teams, have spent less than the Rams this year in free agency. And uh, this this actually means I'm wrong. And I'm definitely open to admitting when I'm wrong. Because it happens all the time, actually. Uh, more often than I would like. Less on Ram Showcase than in my real life. But I am just as quick on both mediums to admit when I am wrong. And I said earlier this offseason that the Rams would be going big again. That we would see many big names signing for the Rams. And I guess that's not totally wrong. Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews, and Blake Bortles... I mean, if this was, if, if this was 2011, oh man, that free agency class would be lit. It would be off the charts. Just those three guys alone, if this was like 2012, you know, like that would be like, oh man, they're doing this thing. They're going hard. Uh, but it's 2019 and, you know, I think, uh, the age is factored in and the years of Bortles playing for the, the underachieving Jags. Uh, let's check this out. So we've got some projected starters for you guys. This is my post-free agency projected starters and immediate backups on most positions. I didn't do the offensive line. Uh, and that's simply because the Rams don't have a lot of depth there and you see a lot of repeat names. Um, so, you know, and this is my own, um, this is my own projected starters by the way this is kind of kind of partial depth chart i'm not going all the way through i'm not going all 53 or anything like that but um this is these are my projections and the reason that i went with one name each on the offensive line is you know a guy like joe nopum would obviously be backing up andrew whitworth but he's also starting austin blythe backing up brian allen he's also starting so i just didn't put them on there for that so uh, let's hop right into it 
Oh, first of all, Reg- Reggie, Reggie, can I get some? Can I get some tunes for this? I need something here, man. It's been. It's just been me talking. Thank you so much, Reggie. Let's get into this. Uh, projected offensive start or total starters on the entire roster post free agency. We got the quarterback position. No surprises here. We got Jared Goff backed up by Blake Bortles. Running back Todd Gurley backed up by Malcolm Brown. Are you guys surprised yet? Any shockers yet? Uh, Probably not. So wide receiver, we got Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Josh Reynolds are your top four. Tight end Tyler Higbee as your starter. Gerald Everett backing him up. This is your offensive line from left to right. I'm not going to name every single position. So we got Andrew Whitworth, Joseph Nopum, Brian Allen, Austin Blythe, and Rob Havenstein. Again, that is from left to right. Just imagine your Goff, your Jared Goff, you know, your B-Rad out there, and you're just scanning the defense. That's from left to right what he would be looking at. He'd be able to read those names from left to right. Let's go over to the defensive side of the football. So at nose tackle, I've got Michael Brockers backed up by Sebastian Joseph Day. Joseph Day was a rookie last year, just didn't really do a whole lot. But again, what Rams rookie did do a whole lot last year, no one really got a chance. Uh, Defensive end, we're looking right now, I would project Aaron Donald and John Franklin Myers as your defensive ends, with Morgan Fox backing them up. Outside linebacker, it looks like our starters... My projected starters are Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler. Never thought I'd say those words. Backed up by Samson Abukam and Obaniah Okoronkwo. Or Obo Okoronkwo, for those of you that uh, mainly just shorten it, which is fine. That's totally cool. That's just, uh, I, I like to say his full name because I, I'm bad at names, and that's one that I do know. I know that his name is Obaniah Okoronkwo, so I like to say it. Kind of like, like a... Kumanawanui. I, I knew that one. Oshimago Atagwe. Pisa Tinoi Samoa. All those names that I just knew, so I feel comfortable saying. Uh, next up, inside linebacker. I'm looking at Micah Kaiser and Corey Littleton to start, and uh, Traven Howard behind them. Your cornerbacks, no surprises at cornerback. I keep to lead Marcus Peters and Nikel Roby Stolman. Uh, <laughs> Nikel Roby Coleman will be your starters. Uh, Troy Hill will be a backup, and I'm also anticipating that Kevin Peterson could maybe stick around. That's kind of what I'm projecting right now. We'll see how the draft goes. I do think the cornerback room gets a little shifted post-draft. Spoiler alert! Anyway, so uh, free safety. I don't know why I went high voice with that one. That was a little, that was an odd choice, but uh, I'm sticking with it. Free safety, we've got Eric Weddle that's going to start, and I'm looking at Blake Countess to play behind him. Strong safety, John Johnson backed up by Marky Christian. Uh, and I did, <laughs> I've noticed some people talking about Marky Christian at linebacker, which is intriguing, but I also, I think that, I, I mean, just because it worked for Mark Barron, I just don't think that we should just keep doing that. You know what I mean? Like, Mark Barron, yeah, he was a safety, but... He was a linebacker. Come on now. I mean, he was a... Well, let me put it this way. He was a 4-3 linebacker. He was an outstanding outside linebacker on the 4-3. Uh, moving on to special teams. No surprises here. And also, no backups for you guys. Kicker, Greg Zerline, punter, Johnny Hecker, long snapper, Jake McQuaid, who is currently now the longest tenured Ram. And your kicker turner, I'm anticipating, is going to be JoJo Natson. That wide receiver room is going to look very interesting, and I do expect a shakeup in that wide receiver room. Uh, guys like JoJo Natson and Kaderil Hodge definitely are uh, fighting for their spots. Those top four, though, I mean, you're not going to break through that top four if you're if you're any of these guys. The the, the Cooks, Woods, Cup, and Reynolds, you know, quadruplets, I, you're not going to break that if you're a guy like Hodge or Natson or, or Thomas or anybody else, Mike Thomas, so... Uh, but that is it for the, that's, those are my projected starters post free agency. Uh, I will do this segment again, and I will do this segment again post draft, which is pretty simple stuff. And then, uh, of course, uh, later on in the, in the, the off season, when we get really close to, well, probably actually, you know what? No, I lied. I lied. We're going to do this in preseason. <laughs> like I always do. We're going to do in preseason. We're going to do roster projections. And then once those cuts come through, I'll get a special episode out for you guys that will be depth chart projections, because those are usually, that's like the last thing we learn about, is the depth chart, which is always a frustrating thing for guys like me. Um, I wanted to play this game for you with you guys, and 
uh, I thought this was a fun game, and I, I just I saw it on I, I can't even remember what it was like, probably like NBC Sports or something like that uh, on Facebook, and it asked if your if you were to relate your car to an NFL quarterback, who would it be? And so I played this game, and I played this game with with a few of my Facebook friends, and uh, some of them just put names, and it kind of bummed me out. They just put names. I didn't. I don't know what kind of car they drive. I don't know why. It's not even funny. There's no punchlines, and it bummed me out. So I'll let you guys in on mine, and then I want you guys to tweet me yours because I actually think this game is really fun, and I'm kind of into it. So uh, I drive a 2001 Ford Ranger. That's right. I'm only 10 years older than my truck, and I'm definitely okay with that. So how would I describe my truck? This is what. I, this is the steps that I took first. I, I went first on how would I describe my truck, and then I went backwards and looked at like, okay, what guys, what quarterback is like that? How would if if this was defining a quarterback, what's the first quarterback that would come to your mind? So uh, you guys can play at home as well and try to see if you can guess. Unless you've already known, unless you're Facebook friends with me, then you know. 2001 Ford Ranger. Uh, it's reliable, definitely reliable. Rangers are extremely reliable trucks. That's why I got it. It's a, a kind of awkward, you know. It doesn't it doesn't do everything I need to. It's just kind of you know, it's, it's kind of awkward uh, in its delivery, I'll say. <laughs> and uh, it occasionally whines. It is a 2001. It's I mean it's an it's an older truck. It's not super old, but it's an older truck. It occasionally whines, and uh, it's it's pretty competitive, meaning that uh, it can it can have some it can get going, uh, but it's not going to take you all the way. It, you know, if there's if there's any kind of newer truck out there, uh, obviously it's going to blow me away. Uh, most cars, I can usually take SUVs, and it's not like I'm a street racer or anything. But you know, I can usually I can usually take an SUV, especially like an Explorer or something like that. You know, um, it's competitive, but it's not going to take you all the way. So I want you guys shout it out wherever you're at. Just shout it out. What is my truck? Who? What quarterback is the sheriff Joe Bags Mobile? <laughs> the, the, what is that the the what is that the squad car or something i don't know i can't remember what that's called what is a cop car called is it just a cop car i don't know um so i hope you you all shouted it out i gave you plenty of time by forgetting what a word is and the answer is it's reliable kind of awkward occasionally whines it's competitive but won't take you all the way that is Philip Rivers all day. That is Philip Rivers. Come on, that's an easy one. That was almost too easy for you guys. Uh, so I want to know what, what's yours, but you guys have to give me a reason. I'm gonna just—I don't know what I'm gonna do if you guys just just if you just comment like Jeff Garcia, I'm gonna be real disappointed in you guys. I need some. I need. I need some interesting stuff here for you guys. So uh, next segment. Tweet me at Sheriff Joe Bags, by the way, and I need I need your kind of car, I need why, and then who it is. I did mine. 2001 Ford Ranger, it's reliable, kind of awkward, occasionally whines, and is competitive, but won't take you all the way. That is Philip Rivers all day. I don't think anybody can argue with me on that, honestly. I would love to see somebody argue with me on that. That's a perfect description. Anyway, moving on. Uh, former Rams news, and these are guys that played for the Rams just last year that are moving onwards, moving on and moving up. Uh, well, not moving up, actually, probably moving down. Rams are in the Super Bowl. Uh, so the Vikings are showing interest in quarterback Sean Mannion. We talked about that a little bit earlier. The Steelers have signed linebacker Mark Barron. Steelers, Mark Barron. Oof, man. You know, and I, it's not like I'm going to become a Steelers fan or anything like that. I'm, I'm really just a Mark Barron fan. Uh, but you know, I'm hoping he does really well. And actually, I think that's a perfect fit for him. I think that I didn't even think about Pittsburgh when I was thinking Mark Barron, like where, where could he go? And uh, I think Pittsburgh's an absolutely great fit. The Rams will play in Pittsburgh, uh, this year, which would be pretty cool. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll go to that game. Maybe I'll see the Rams play in Pittsburgh. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I think that'd be really fun. Uh, the Titans did sign Roger Saffold. I'm pretty sure most of us know about that one. The Raiders uh, also signing LaMarcus Joyner. I'm sure we we mostly have heard about that. And uh, we are still waiting on news on Ndamukong Sue. We actually don't know where he's playing in 2019 yet. 
It is, you know, definitely past the start of free agency. We're seven days in and, you know, we're looking pretty strong. Going hard, you know, going big and Sue still still available. I found that pretty interesting. And um, next week it is story time. And this is kind of what I alluded to earlier in the show. Next week is story time. And I'm going to get into this whole story with you guys. I have it all written out. It's kind of ridiculous and long. Uh, and I'm definitely okay with that for sure. I'm 100% okay with that. And there's nothing you guys can do uh, to change that. So I'm sorry for you. But we will be talking about the good old days here on Ram Showcase. Story time with Sheriff Joe Bags that comes uh, next week. We might name that segment. I don't know. Story time with Sheriff Joe Bags kind of has a nice ring to it. So that's kind of nice. But um, before we get into our break, I just wanted to send out a personal shout out to myself. So uh, um, for those of you that, that follow myself and not just Ram Showcase, I actually have started, well, I guess it's not officially official yet, but I am in the process of starting a new YouTube channel with one of my friends who runs the website that's called WeAreSensei.com. Uh, Eric over there, great friend of mine. I've been uh, friends with him for a, an extremely long time. I met him when I was in middle school, I think. Uh, could have been elementary. I think it was middle school, though. Uh, I've known this guy for for a long time is my point there. And uh, he do, he runs this website. A lot of it is talking about, you know, motivational stuff. And they've got quotes of the day. They've got, you know, music every single day. They feature a, a new artist. Uh, but me and Eric have teamed up and we have become Sensei and the Sheriff. And uh, right now we're starting our YouTube channel doing uh, music reactions. So I'll be posting that on my personal pages, not on the Ram Showcase page. Ram Showcase is for Ram Showcase stuff. So uh, we'll be getting getting some of those posted out. I, I do have, we already have some videos uh, ready and available. Uh, I just haven't posted them yet. And, well, they're up. They're unlisted. So I can't even show you guys yet. That's how how much we're, uh, we're trying to get everything nailed out. But uh, be on the lookout for that. And if you guys are interested, just make sure you guys search up uh, Sensei and the Sheriff. You guys can already subscribe to the YouTube channel if you would like to. Sensei and the Sheriff. Sensei is S-E-N-S-E-I. I always struggle with that one. And then you guys know how to spell Sheriff, right? One R two Fs on that one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into our break. And on the other side, we've got fan quesos. So don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. We couldn't get a Tumblr because of their new rules. <laughs> That's absolutely a lie. Obviously, we can get a Tumblr. We just, we just don't, you know. If you don't have a Facebook, a Twitter, or Instagram, you don't deserve Ram Showcase. We're going to hop into our fan quesos here. Uh, this first one, we're going to, we're hopping right in. Okay. Giovanni wants to know, Clay Matthews, will he play outside linebacker or inside linebacker? I think he will replace Barron at inside linebacker. What do you think? I actually think it's a combination of the two. Um, I, I actually, um, uh, you know, I do think he's going to start on the outside, at least to start the season. I think that that's definitely something that's going to happen. And not, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm not confident in, in Matthews or that I'm not okay with this signing or anything, because I absolutely am. I, I don't think the Rams got worse signing Clay Matthews. I'm just concerned at how much better they got, which I don't think is necessarily a lot. Um, bringing in Weddle and Matthews, I just don't think the Rams got ultimately a, a lot better on defense. I think we we pretty much stayed about the same. I think that, you know, going from Joyner to Weddle, Joyner did have a down season, but he is a good player. Uh, I think that's about even going to Weddle at his age. Uh, and then Samson Abelcom to Clay Matthews. I mean, Matthews is obviously an upgrade, uh, but just how much? I just don't think it's, it's $16.75 million better. You know what I mean? So that's kind of just where I'm at with it. I, I'm okay with the signing. And I think that, you know, playing in Green Bay where he was more or less the only defensive player that mattered anymore there, uh, I think that, that coming to the Rams in a team that they can't just focus on him and will actually have a uh, a better defensive coordinator in Wade Phillips, I think this is actually very beneficial for Clay Matthews. That being said, I do think he does see some time it, at inside linebacker simply because of his age and simply because of his experience. I think that that's absolutely something that the Rams can do. Obviously, we're looking at Micah Kaiser at that starting role right now, but how much has Micah Kaiser improved at defending the pass? He's been great against the run his entire career, his entire playing career. Uh, that goes back to his college days. Uh, what, what was he? Uh, Virginia, I want to say, right? And he played very well against the run. Uh, but, but did struggle against the pass. And that's something that we saw in preseason as well. He, he definitely struggled. He had one really good play against the pass where he deflected a ball and was like, oh, okay, he's doing it. He's learning. He's getting there. Uh, but also he's a linebacker. I mean, he can play the pass. It's just, he's just not as good at it, uh, as he is playing against the run. So, uh, that's, that's gonna be his main concern. But if, if Kaiser's not progressing, then I could see Clay Matthews getting a lot of inside playing time. Uh, Keith wants to know, is Clay's hair as luxurious in person as it is on TV? Uh, I have to pass on this question to somebody uh, because I've never seen Clay Matthews in person, man. I've never seen it. So I don't. I actually have no idea. Somebody could tell me. Um, my only thing with Clay Matthews' hair, and this is what you get in the offseason, so you just got to deal with this conversation for a little bit. But uh, my, my thing with Clay Matthews' hair is not magnificent. It's just long. It's a, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. He's not some glorious, like, Fabio dude. His hair's, like, really thin. I don't know. In my mind, a luxurious hair would be, like, Troy Polamalu. I don't know. Maybe that's because I have really big hair, and when I grow my hair out at all, it's super poof. And, you know, I have standards on my dude's hair, I guess. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Moving on. This one comes from Anthony. Do you think Justin Houston would have been a better would have been better than Clay Matthews? Absolutely, Justin Houston would have been a better addition than Clay Matthews. Uh, the Rams simply just didn't have the money to do this. Uh, the Rams pre pre moves of Bortles and and Matthews had about nine million dollars. So you sign Bortles, he takes away one million. So the Rams have about again. I'm going to use that word eight million dollars. Then you bring in Matthews, who's making 16.75, which means he's making just barely over $8 million per year. So according to my projections in my head, uh, and I'm terrible at math, just throw that out there, um, we're over the cap. <laughs> uh, but we're not technically because the draft hasn't happened, and that $9 million was counting in the salary that the draft picks are going to take. So what the Rams do have the option of doing is moving down in the draft 
and using and, and kind of loosening up the money that's going to be needed for the class. And I don't necessarily want to do this because I want Sean McVay to have a first-round pick as the Rams head coach. I just think that that would be a really nice thing to have, even if it's 31. You know, the, his, Sean McVay has yet to have a first-round pick as the Rams head coach. As a head coach, Sean McVay is, has never had a first-round pick. And that's just kind of bumming it, bumming me out a little bit, I guess. And it's, it's not that it's like it, that it's, is hurting us because I don't think it is. Obviously we got to the Super Bowl without having a first round pick in the last two years. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. So, uh, Justin Houston absolutely would have been better. But again, I, I, the Rams just wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to afford him at all. Uh, but yeah, that would have been exciting, man. Justin Houston as a Ram, that would have been super cool. Uh, MJ wants to know, in my opinion, we just lost our best offensive lineman in Saffold. What is our, is our O-line going to take a step backwards? I think that that's definitely on the potential. I, I think that the, the Rams offensive line could absolutely take a step back, but I want you to keep a couple things in mind. I think that the Rams are downgrading at left guard because Roger Saffold, I agree with you, MJ, was our best offensive lineman. He was absolutely our best offensive lineman. You can't argue me with that. You can't with me on that. So we lose our best offensive lineman. But I'd been saying, and and this is something that I've said regularly on this show, that John Sullivan, he's not a bad player, has not been a bad player for the Rams, but has been the weak link on the Rams offensive line. And I, I actually do believe, having seen Brian Allen play a little bit last year at the center position, I actually kind of think that Brian Allen might be better. So I think we we downgrade at left guard potentially. And the only reason that I use that word is because we don't know what Joseph Nopum is going to look like at left guard if that is in fact how the Rams coaching staff decides to remedy uh, that vacancy. I do believe that based on what I saw last year, this is not just random thoughts that I'm throwing out here. Based on last year when, when uh, Brian Allen was on the field... I think that the Rams absolutely improved at the center position, and that is improved at the center position skill-wise. John Sullivan had a lot of experience, was definitely an older guy, could help the rest of the offensive line and Jared Goff pick out where the blitzes are coming from, all that jazz. So I, I think that from, from that standpoint, we kind of lost a leader. Uh, but I think that Brian Allen is physically a better center than John Sullivan. And then, of course, I mean, we like to talk about experience and we like to talk about lack of snaps and all that stuff. The fact is, the Rams thought that this is something that we've heard recently. The Rams had confidence in Joseph Nopun and Brian Allen last year that if they needed to start, that we would be absolutely okay. So with that confidence, I think that that is a good sign. And I'm actually not too upset about our offensive line, personally. I think that that ultimately we're going to look about the same. And I think that what we're going to see is maybe some rookie mistakes and they're not going to be rookies, but they really are kind of going to be rookies since they're going to be starting for the first time. Uh, so I think we're going to see some mistakes, probably get a few false starts from note boom, stuff like that. And I'm just here to tell you guys, don't let that make you hate him. Okay. Cause we all know the, the Jason Smiths and, 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 <laughs> Alex Barons and Greg Robinsons of the world that were supposed to be the next Orlando Pace. You know, we all said that, but, uh, you know, it, it don't, don't let it just, don't let it like a couple of false starts just ruin your, your opinion on no boom. I think that he's going to have some mistakes this year. He's probably going to get called for a couple holdings. We play some, you know, some good D lines. He's probably going to get a couple false starts. Maybe, maybe at home, but surely on the road, you know, you're going to have to play in some tough places. You know, Heinz Field, tough place to play. Uh, what is, who is the other, um, I have Baltimore? No, Baltimore's at home. Yeah, there's, I mean, but there's some some tough places the Rams have to play. Um, so I think we're going to see some of those mistakes. Just don't let that make you hate him, guys, because he's actually a pretty good player. Uh, when he did need to come in for Whitworth at different times during the 2018 season, uh, there was times where I actually didn't even notice that Whitworth was gone and Nopum was in, to be completely honest. And I mean, what the first time that that happened was in the Denver game. And that was simply because I was, I mean, I was second row behind the Rams bench. It was really difficult to see. 
And that was a super humble brag. And I don't, I don't even care. I'm totally sticking with that. I was second row behind the Rams bench. I live in Colorado, had my whole life. So that's a huge moment for me. So I don't care. Uh, but you know, I, I think that that, yeah, I didn't even notice that Nopum was in and Whitworth wasn't. <laughs> I noticed that the, the Rams offense was on the field and then I saw 77 like standing in front of me. I was like, what is going on? It's like, this is too close of a game to not have Whitworth. What are we doing? But again, he played absolutely fine. So ultimately I'm not really worried. I think that this is going to be a very, uh, uh, it's a, it's a learning year for these guys. Uh, but ultimately I think it's going to be okay. Uh, next one from MJ, as of right now, where are we the weakest and what would GM Joe, GM Joe do to strengthen it? GM Joe bags, <laughs> general manager, Joe bags clocking in. So, um, you know, I would say that our weakest spot, uh, I'm going to actually give it to corner. And I think that the Rams have talent at the cornerback position. They're just not, I mean, to missed a lot of time last year. Peters was out of position a lot, and I think there were some times where he was supposed to be manning up, and he kind of zoned it out, and, you know, I think that that kind of bit him sometimes. And everybody likes to point to that that Mike Thomas catch against the Saints in the regular season. Actually, though, that was, I mean, yeah, he did blow the coverage, so you got to give it to him there. You got to kind of bash him a little bit, I guess, if that's what you're into, but at the same time, John Johnson was supposed to be the deep safety, bit underneath, and wasn't there. So, uh, yeah, Peters gave up the catch, and it was a big play and stuff, but even if Peters gives up that catch, safety's supposed to be there. And if you watch the replay, you'll see him kind of jogging it out at the end, trying to, like, he kind of tried to get there, but it was too late. So, uh, a lot of flack goes on to Peters when, yes, he didn't play amazing, but at the same exact time, he didn't have a lot of help from the safety position. And John Johnson's an amazing player. But ultimately, just kind of wasn't in position a couple times. But I expect that to be uh, changed. Players change. That's the cool thing about coaches and progressions and stuff is that you can actually get better. I don't. I feel like not a lot of people believe this. That uh, once a player has like a bad play, he's just a bad player overall. You know, because Peyton Manning never threw a single interception. Neither is Drew Brees. So you know, you can't go to the Hall of Fame if you have one bad play. Apparently. Uh, next one here from MJ. I know you said your new favorite Ram is Reynolds, but come on. Who's your favorite player that starts? I love this question, MJ. <laughs> uh, this is a good one because, yeah, obviously I took the cheap shot, the cheap, or the not the cheap shot, the cheap way out, picking Josh Reynolds, former Texas A&M Aggie, as my favorite Ram, number 83, Reynolds all day. But if I did have to go with a starter, I would absolutely go with John Johnson. John Johnson is so freaking cool, man. Cool dude. He was one of the, of all the people I met at the Denver game, he was probably, him and actually Bones, Coach Bones, he, they were just the two most laid back, cool dudes. Uh, you know, we we're, we're, I was sitting there with my friend Seth and we were getting stuff signed and taking pictures and stuff. And I mean, he was just really cool. Took took time and, you know, I, I think I... I think my friend Seth, I think his pen went out or something like his Sharpie, like had gone out and he was like, Hey dude, it's cool. Just, you know, find one and come back kind of thing. So it was just, it was just really cool. John Johnson. And he's just really awesome player, man. He's doing a really good job. Does have mistakes here and there, but I would say as far as a starter, really like John Johnson. Definitely. Um, next question here. We only got a couple more for you guys. This one comes from Thomas. We are, are we going to match Detroit's offer for Malcolm Brown? I actually do think we do this. I think that the Rams do match this offer. We save money, uh, money that we didn't anticipate saving because the, the Lions gave him an offer sheet that was less than what we were going to pay him anyway. So why would we not match that? It's longer and overall it's more money than what we were going to give him overall, but yearly it's not. So I think that this is something that the Rams do need to do, uh, because we're not going to get CJ Anderson for less than two a year. So that's just not going to happen. So, uh, if we don't get Malcolm Brown, I don't think C.J. Anderson... I, I'm going to put that out there right now. I don't think C.J. Anderson returns to the Rams. I don't think that that's happening. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't know where that money would come from. And I think that he he will get kind of... I think he'll get some attention for a, for a starting spot. And I do think that C.J. Anderson will get signed post-draft. I think that some teams are going to kind of look to see uh, how, their, how their running back room looks post-draft and, and kind of go from there. No, but I do think we match match Detroit's offer for Malcolm Brown. 
Uh, next one here from Thomas. Do you think this is Michael Brockers last year in a Rams uniform? I actually don't. I think that Michael Brockers will be here for a few more years. Uh, I think that, well, the, the Rams did have an out on him this year and they didn't, they didn't choose to take it. So, um, now because of the time of year it is, we don't save that much money anymore to cut him or trade him. So, uh, I mean, he's definitely here for this year for sure. And, uh, I, I just, I, I, I feel like Michael Brockers will stick around and I think that he's going to have a stronger year than he did last year. And we all like to talk about how, you know, we had, he was on a defensive line with Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. And so he was getting one-on-ones and couldn't, still couldn't get it done. Yeah, he was getting some one-on-ones here and there and wasn't getting it done. He didn't have as productive of a season as he has in the past. Uh, but also keep in mind, uh, you had an Indomitian Sioux that was going at like 60% intensity most of the time. And there was a lot of times where Sue was actually the one getting single teamed and some attention was also being put onto Brockers because Sue just wasn't trying. I've been watching, I've been rewatching stuff. I refuse to watch the Super Bowl again, but I, I've been rewatching stuff. And, uh, there is a lot of times that, that Sue has been completely one-on-one and just didn't didn't do anything just kind of let himself get blocked and that kind of bummed me out and definitely why the reason the single reason why i'm okay with sue leaving uh, is because i I don't want to pay a guy i mean i know that i'm not writing the check but i don't want to use 14 mil of cap space on a dude who's going to play and try in four games max he tried in the detroit game and he tried in all three playoff games that was all we got out of sue and i'm not okay with that uh, but I do think Michael Brockers returns, and I do think he's going to have a stronger year this year. I really do, especially with uh, Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler on the outside now. Some attention goes outside, so I think inside, you know, you got to still pay attention to Aaron Donald. But uh, I think inside's going to open up for the Rams a little bit more this year, and I think uh, some more inside linebacker blitzes are coming for sure. We'll get some uh, some good mix-ups and stunts and stuff like that with these players that we currently have. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's see here, a couple more. Uh, this one from Thomas also. Uh, do you think McVeigh tries to use four wide receiver sets next year to incorporate Reynolds? I think we actually just see more rotation. I, the, the Rams love that, you know, three wide outs and one back, one one tight end. It's called 11 personnel because you got one back, one tight end. And you kind of fill in the rest because you can't have any other positions except for wide receivers. So it's 11 personnel. And we saw a decent amount of 12 also. Well, not I guess not a whole lot. Later on in the season and in the playoffs, we did see a lot of 12, which is... Um, two tight ends, but um, as far as as using four wide receiver sets, I don't necessarily think so. I think that there'll just be some more rotation. He's earned some playing time, and I think that he'll kind of come in for Cooper Cup occasionally. You know, come in for Woods on a couple plays, stuff like that. I think that he's going to be the relief guy, like the number one relief guy, because he can play outside and he can also play inside. So I think that's very beneficial for the Rams, obviously. Uh, for obvious reasons, if, if a guy's more versatile, he's more valuable to you. You pay a one, you pay a guy for one position, and he's able to play a couple. I mean, that's pretty solid. So I think that that's how we kind of fix that. And next one here from Thomas Higby or Everett next year. Who gets more playing time? I'm gonna say that it's pretty similar to this year. That Higby is the starter, but Everett ultimately plays more. I think that the Rams have this nice little system with the two tight ends, and I think it's working. So I don't think that the Rams should really go away from that. Uh, neither tight end is necessarily exploding on the stat sheet, but when you add their numbers together, they make like one pretty good tight end. So I think that that's going to continue unless one really starts showing up. Uh, but last year we saw, especially, uh, from about week, I would say, I would give it about week eight, I think is when it started happening that the Rams, uh, were starting Higby, Tyler Higby was starting at tight end. Uh, but Gerald Everett was actually playing a lot more. And that didn't happen every single game, but it did happen more often than it did not happen of Everett getting a higher percentage of snaps, even though Higby started. And uh, my last question here comes from Kelsey. Uh, you do have your shirt coming, by the way. Um, and not like immediately, but Kelsey did win the the Super Bowl giveaway, which was a Ram Showcase t-shirt. I uh, do not have those yet. I'm kind of frustrated at myself for that, but I'm getting there. It's got a lot going on. Okay, leave me alone. Uh, but Kelsey wants to know, do you think Clay Matthews will be as productive as Connor Barwin? And I actually, my first, <laughs> I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, Kelsey. I read your question and I was like, what in the world? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then I kind of thought about it a little bit more. And 
I think it's actually going to be pretty in line. I think it's actually like a great comparison production wise. I think production wise, it's going to be a pretty strong comparison to what Connor Barwin did with the Rams in particular uh, to what Clay Matthews will do with the Rams. I think that'll be right in line, like pretty productive, definitely a force, but not the total game changer. So I think that that's about right. And yeah, like I said, I read your question. I was like, whatever. And then I was like, actually, though, that's actually really good. So sometimes I just need some time to stew on them and it, it all works out in the end. Which is, that's the, that's the way it, it's good, right? It's the way it's good. I don't know what that means. So, uh, that is gonna do it for me. Thank you all so much for listening. Three years of Ram Showcase. Here's to the next 30. Let's just rock it out. Let's just keep doing this, huh? It's pretty fun. Would you guys wanna listen to me for 30 more years? I would be 57, 30 years from now. Good stuff. That just made me sad. I'll be honest with you guys, cause I'm already out like halfway to 30. And, uh, I know what uh, 30 is half of, and I'm there, pretty much getting old, guys, I'm getting old, and I know most of you guys hate me for saying that at 27, but in my defense, I also feel like, my body feels like it's like 55, so I want want a little bit of credit here, okay, my back hurts all the time, I can't really stand up without making noises, my knees crack, you know, I'm pretty much an old guy, Um, which is why I'm not an athlete, that's why I just talk about the Rams, (laughs) instead of actually trying to play some football or anything. Um, but that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow all of the Ram Showcase social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.